welcome to the Morning Skate Podcast. I am Matt Moody, joined by DJ Mitchell. We're here to talk about the Friday, December 29th, NHL Daily Fantasy Slate. Uh, DJ, DraftKings has blessed us with some decent contests on this Friday uh, Friday evening. Um, nine games in the NHL, so obviously coming off the holiday break this week is a bit of a, you know, it's a bit uh, disorienting compared to other weeks. But uh, here we are for our second pot of the week, capping off a rare Wednesday day friday uh week so how you doing how was your wednesday night um it was i mean i i went and saw some friends uh that was nice i didn't uh didn't end up getting there i played uh i ended up doing the what's it called the carolina stack i mentioned i really liked and that was totally fine and i just stuck with winnipeg um and i that failed so whatever i played bedard with it just like thought i i thought i Cracked the code. I did not. Uh, how was your Wednesday? I feel like you were almost sweating, right? And then you were mad. Uh, no, I was. I was ever mad. I mean, I I min cashed like in DFS, and I I had a plus nine fifty Jamie Drysdale. So Drysdale carried me to basically everything. Um, I could have played better, certainly, but I you know I can't be too mad with how the slate unfolded. Honestly, uh, Toronto just straight up didn't get there and uh yep i still managed to cash with matthews and Riley, would so. have ever called it actually i mean ottawa didn't even get there either i, I played a toronto ottawa game stack and brady sort of bailed out or i mean he definitely got bailed out with an empty netter but norris didn't do anything so you know somehow by the you know and it actually is kind of a miracle that i managed to squeak out of min cash but i guess that's what happens when uh the 25 percent on goalie on a 14 game slate goes for like negative 12 or whatever stroken ended up with um yeah so no yeah, it no. was a, it was a weird slate for sure and like I, I mean i don't know i remember early i think did matthew score like really early he a, he shot mind. one that went in off like of i was nice. like oh my god i'm an idiot he well he shot oh, one off okay, of nice okay. the nice got credit for it so yeah that was you know an instant five point reduction and yeah they pretty much just called off the dogs after that um okay know, after that yeah. pretty good first so yeah. uh yeah all right yeah we don't need to, yeah we we can guess move forward i think we're going to talk about a good number of the same teams again uh so well there were only four teams we didn't talk about so yeah yeah um doesn't take much so uh you, you want me to just kind of do you want to do what we did honestly i kind of like what we did last time want to just freaking get into the games and we're going to talk about everything and i'll read the uh, lines as great. we read the games i kind of feel like uh, i'm just wasting time and talking we're going to talk about everything i promise it was your idea, not mine. Uh, but yeah, no, I think that works perfectly. So uh, before we get into things, uh, yes, like like I said, uh, they were hanging at plus 950 on Jamie Drysdale, power play one to, uh, to score. So, you know, I, I had to do my million dollar parlay and uh, threw 10 bucks on a 14 legger and uh, what, I think nine of them hit. Um, and that was via the DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, so shout out to me. Shout out for making a bit of money on the betting side and the DFS side on Wednesday. Um, but make sure you're also betting the action on the ice with DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now. If you or a friend or a loved one need an account, use code THPN when you sign up to help support the show. New customers can get 150 bucks instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on hockey. That's code THPN only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. The crown is yours. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. 
in New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario, see dkng.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. NHL and the NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. Copyright NHL 2023, all rights reserved. Okay, um, that is our sponsor for the show. And now, DJ, uh, let's uh, quickly overview the the nine games. You know, Literally just read out who's playing, and then we'll go game by game with some of the more detailed information. Okay. The Rangers are at Florida. Toronto is at Columbus. Nashville is at Detroit. The New Jersey Devils are against the unbeatable now Ottawa Senators. Washington at the Islanders. Chicago at Dallas. Colorado at St. Louis. Chalk. Um, And Arizona at Anaheim. And Seattle is home against Philadelphia. Why did they want to read the last one backwards? But we start with the Rangers and Florida. Um, I kind of was just like, uh, well, let's look at the last five games. We only have like one since the break. And the top two players for the last five games that I course see for, for a game on the slate are in this one. It's for Hagee at nine, tied with Panarin at nine per game shot attempts. Um, I still am just going to continue to go back to the fact that I think Florida is really good defensively. Um, I am not targeting them and i don't think that's changing here uh 8400 for panarin just i get it like he has been just incredible all season long it's back-to-back goals um it just continuing to shoot as i just mentioned but i'm not gonna spend my cap on the rangers as i i truly think the florida panthers are one of the best teams in the league and i i, I kind of feel like they're just low-key carolina and more fun and they they just but like they, they're shutting teams down so that's my overall take here on the Rangers, and I'm not going to play them, but anything you want to... Oh, and we should mention the Truba thing, so yeah, I'll just pass it back to you. Yeah, um, so there is, you know, some outstanding question marks you mentioned. Uh, Jake Truba left the game against Washington. Uh, he himself was interviewed after practice today, so it seems like, uh, you know, he said it was just a possible concussion and, you know, quote, don't want to mess with that. Uh, so we did not return. It does seem like, though, he'll be fine, good to go um, in this spot here. So, you know, really no boost to a guy like, I don't know, Eric Gustafson or, you know, uh, whoever you could project to fill top four minutes. It seems like Trooper will be there. So uh, no value to speak of in that regard. I think this is an interesting sort of starting point because, you know, you're you're going to go in the Discord, uh, the Buenos Aires Pod Discord, DM one of us. Uh, I'm at Fake Moods, DJ on Spitcher 94. Uh, if you want access to that Discord, you know, it's free. Um, but like when I post the sheet, it, it's pretty stark <laughs> that this slate kind of sucks uh, when you're looking just strictly at expected goals. Um, you know, uh, there's not a lot of good expected goal teams offensively. Um, and there's there's a few bad teams defensively, but basically Florida stands out because they're the only team that's been good over the last 10 going against a team that's been bad over the last 10. And the Rangers have been bad. They've not even been bailed out by goalie. They've really been bailed out by their special teams, um, which is nothing new. You know, that that's Rangers. But it does sort of profile that Florida's in a pretty decent spot here. Um, and when you compare Florida's prices to the prices of, you know, Toronto uh, facing Columbus. Um, you, we compare that to Dallas hosting Chicago. You know, they're probably about similar to Dallas. Uh, but then you got Colorado at St. Louis. Like, I think those are the three primary chalk spots. And I don't think Florida gets there, like, ownership-wise. 
Um, so that makes this a very interesting spot right away for, for some instant leverage. So, um, you know, Truba being back obviously helps the Rangers uh, defensively. Uh, but even then, I mean, Florida has been taking numbers, taking names, you know, just crushing teams. Um, it's been a bit more spread out than we would like, you know, over Hagee's, like you said, been their best player. He's sort of isolated from Barkov, Reinhardt and Rodriguez. Uh, Barkov, I think has been their best player recently, uh, just like on ice because he's incredible defensively and Reinhardt's found, you know, found the, found the net a few times in recent games, but he's certainly cooled down his like actual rates. So it is really a spot again of, okay, well, sure. Maybe Brandon Montour's like locked in. If you're stacking Florida 5,200, yeah. you know, is he going to just Brent Burns his way into a bonus one of these days? Well, I hope so. He's taking enough shot attempts. Uh, but how do we sort of think about the first and second lines here in Florida? Oh, no. I mean, you're, you're saying it exactly correct. Like the first line, we're just going to call it the Barkoff Reinhardt line, you know, as you're alluding it to is, is better. Um, I feel like every time the price starts to creep up a bit on that line, though, is, is when I want to jump the other way. And as you already mentioned, Verhage has been such a catalyst, especially as far as like DraftKings is concerned, for peak performance. Um, like he has some, you know, many, many a shot bonus game with a goal. You're not finding as many of, of those kind of peak games. And I mean, right, I got. Reinhardt just came off a five shot, two goal game. So it's like, it, it can happen with Reinhardt. Like, I think he can do it. I, I think Barkov could in theory do it, but I think it's just more likely that Verhage does that. And I'm just not writing off Matt the truck. Like, I still think this guy ha- is incredibly good. And he's been incredibly mid on the year. I mean, there's really no other way to put it. Like, that's pr- reflective in his price. Uh, last year, where it seemed like he was getting every single assist and he was incredibly, yeah, and really he was scoring a t- ton more too. Like it just hasn't happened. The shot volume hasn't really been there. I think it's going to come back. So I'm going to jump on what I don't think will be very high on Florida too with Montour. Um, that's my plan, but I definitely understand going the other way because it's not like you're really burning an incredible amount of salary cap to, to do it, but I'm planning on that being one of my more f- leveraged stacks against the field as uh, the Chuck for Hagee and Montour. Like, I don't like your, I don't know. Do you think that'll be owned? Yeah. I mean, I don't think ownership will be prohibitive here. Um, you know, it's a bit different than a 14 game slate, of course. So there's fewer options. And honestly, recently we've done podcasts of pretty large slates. Nine games is on the lower end of what we've been doing podcasts for. Um, so, like, I don't think we're truly looking at, like, you know, Connor Bedard was one and a half percent owned or whatever the, the other day. And, like, obviously that's a good play, you know, good player, great, not great matchup, fine matchup, um, maybe even a bad one. I don't know. But it's not like we're going to see a ton of, like, one percent spots that actually have upside. Um, so, like, I'm not saying this is going to be, you know, like 15 percent, but I do think it'll be somewhat owned. But my guess is in the neighborhood of, like, six to eight percent um, split between these two lines. So maybe, like. Like I bet my okay, my guess is Montour is like upwards of 10, 11, 12%. I don't think the field is totally oblivious to how the Rangers have been sort of giving up goals lately. Um, Igor's certainly not been his stellar self. Um, now if you look at the last four games, maybe he's found that. Um, it's hard to tell, but um right away, this is sort of where I want to at least consider first and foremost. And I think for me, I could see myself playing uh, Barkov with Kachuk and Verhage, um, you know, and that pains me to say because Reinhardt is, you know, awesome. I love Sam Reinhardt, um, but 
it's really tough to find the money, I think. And even the $500 from Reinhardt to Kachuk is meaningful. And I think it's more likely that Barkov sort of needs, or Barkov can hit on his own because of his like insane, like penalty kill role, like just his general prowess. And I think Kachuk and Verhage are a bit more like correlated, if that makes sense. So yeah. um, you can play Bennett. I think Bennett just kind of sucks. Like, you know, and he's probably going to be just as owned as his line mates, which is always weird for a guy who's not on the top power play. Um, so like, I'm thinking of interesting ways to do it, but I think I am leaning toward the Verhage side with, you know, possibly Matt Kachuk, uh as much as I don't like it. Yeah. Okay. We're coming into the same. The uh, same any interest? I mean, Panarin, oh. eighty four hundred. No. He's priced with Nylander, Ranton, and um, you know, he's he's up here, price wise. Are you yeah. considering it? Zero percent. No, I, I'm not. Um, yeah, and just I guess while we're here, it is a minus one twenty two on the Panthers. I do kind of like that. Um, just on its face as well. Uh, yeah, six that's... over under. So I, it's not. You know, it's a competitive game, which always piques my interest a little bit more. Um, but yeah, no, I'm not touching the Rangers, and I do like the Florida side here. Okay. Uh, Toronto at Columbus. So, like we said, Toronto coming off of a relatively disappointing game. Uh, scored twice against Ottawa. Uh, lost 4-2. Austin Matthews played at 24 minutes in a regular time game. Uh 10,100. I mean, you know, they they saw he was 19% and continued to price him up, which honestly, you know, kudos to, to the aggressive pricing. I think it's I think it's fun um to sort of actually have to make decisions to play these studs. And something that was very unique about the 14 gamer was that there were so many stellar, stellar values. Um, you know, Ricard Raquel obviously hit, um, but there were many other guys in the three to four K range that were very playable. Um so far, now we're going to talk about a few spots where there's value. It's a lot thinner on this slate. Um, so Matthews does come with a bit more of a price tag, in my opinion, just relative to sort of what he allows you to do if throughout your lineup. Um, so with that in consideration, I'm really interested to see where ownership comes, uh, you know, projected on Toronto here because he was being projected at 7-8% last slate and he checked in at 19%. Yep. Um so, like, I'm a little leery that people are just going to be alpha jamming Matthews, you know, potentially Riley, but, like, Marner's still cheap at 6700 for who he is. Um, so, this could be a pretty popular spot, and then that kind of concerns me, given uh, I, I'm leaning toward mid-tier stacks on this slate. So, uh, what is your thoughts on this matchup and any interest in the underdog? Well, yeah, I, I honestly think that, um, first off, I, I almost want to take a victory lap that I don't deserve because only you heard it but i was like everyone was talking about matthew's ownership not being very high and then i mean i was like dude there's no way there's just no way so uh it does happen um from time to time where i think that that like kind of felt like the cat got out of the bag enough that he wasn't going to be nearly as high owned as people probably initially anticipated and that just drove up his ownership it's just smaller sport than others but i think that happened in football too a lot uh but i honestly have no problem with going with Tavares and nylander like, I think that's even going to be far less considered. And I don't really know what, like, I guess I get why, because Matthews is Matthews, but I, I don't, like, it's just less prohibitive to go with Tavares, Nylander, and maybe Morgan Riley, who continues to creep up in price, but for very good reason. Um, I'm I'm starting to consider it, the other the, the, that second line, a little bit more. Nylander's so expensive, I wonder if it just kind of, 
makes people think, well, what's the point? You know, it it really isn't that far. I mean, how much is uh, yeah, Marner is you know six hundred less than Tavares. Matthews is obviously like we're saying like fifteen hundred more than. So it's like it, it's almost close enough to where I think people just automatically go to Matthews and Marner, and I don't really see a giant reason why Nylander could break the slate. Yeah, um, you know, it, it is. Like, I think. The main problem I have is that Panarin's been so good and the matchup is just, I mean, again, it's not a great matchup, but I think the environment's going to be awesome. And a bet on Nylander is sort of just like, I mean, if I can use that money to play um, uh, like Artemi Panarin, like that's that's a really tough decision. Nylander certainly cooled off a bit, you know, uh, he, he's still great, but Panarin has been otherworldly. So that to me is the main reason. Like I'm not totally into John Tavares. Um, it's yeah, I don't know. Uh, Columbus losing Zach Wierenski, though uh, is going to make things very dicey for them. Yeah. Um, you know, to the extent to which. I'm not sure will be overrated though, because part of it is if Columbus just rolled rolls over and dies, um, there's really no incentive for Matthews to play 24 minutes. You know, that like they need those sort of frenzied environments to gather those eight nine shot attempt or not, eight nine shot on goal games uh, for these star players, because otherwise you're just rolling out the third and fourth lines and you're just sort of saying, yeah, this team can't punch. Um, you know, we're not trailing, we're up by two, like we're just going to house this lead. And that's a real big concern when a guy's, you know, 8,400, 10.1, like you're stacking into huge costs, you need huge returns. And I'm not sure that despite the really good matchup, that the motivation's there to sort of get that shot volume that might be needed. So, um, yeah, I just, I just think it, like Tavares in the last five games, which is a small sample size, I'll get a little bit bigger in a second, 8.6 attempts per game. Nylander, eight attempts per game. And of course, he was with Matthews as well for a little while there. Tavares, individual expected goals per game, 0.85 in the last five games. And like that is replicated over the last 10, that like not to an exact number, of course, but like I just feel like no one is going to consider uh, just because of the run. And I get it. I mean, the, the run is insane that Austin Matthews is on. And he looked like he scored. And like you're saying, it went up nice and whatever. But you know, you, you just, you zoom out even further, like I'm saying, and like Tavares and Nylander still unbelievably good. Some of the top in the entire league, like that is like, we're only two games in, but like two of my favorite stacks are right here. Tavares, Nylander, maybe Morgan Riley, but I don't know if I'll be able to afford him. And then the truck for Hagee and Montour. And um, mm -hmm. putting those together is I kind of almost like you could do it in theory, but like you're going to need a couple minimum salary type plays but yeah we can move forward All right. um yeah um, i have nothing on columbus really like i'm so just out. with Ferensky not playing um we you know uh bokefist remains on ir he was expected to miss into early january uh blankenberg technically is like you know in the realm of existence but i don't think he's a potential power play one guy anyway on this current iteration of the team my guess is they go to boring route and play Ivan Provorov um, uh, on power play one. Um, you know, 4,300, there's theoretically some value into that just because, you know, he's now he's power play one. He gets you a blocks bonus. He can pick up points. 
that's a guy I think I would strongly consider if playing Toronto, because I think you're just betting on this game being somewhat competitive. And we know Toronto's goaltending has been terrible. So like that's, you know, Samsonov is is not a guy you should be afraid of. And I really do think Toronto needs to be pushed here in order for them to truly hit their ceiling games. And you might as well take the obvious value in, you know, uh, if we get confirmation on a Severson, that's even better. Um, you know, that's a thousand less in salary. Uh, but I think it's between Severson and Provorov for who is the power to play one. I'm just, if zero check were minimum salary, I would consider him because he clearly has prospect profile and like a yeah, pedigree, um, but he's 3,100. It's not as interesting. So uh, yeah, that's mean, the only person in. Oh, sorry. Sure. No other changes uh, to Columbus though. Uh, you know, forward wise, we're not expecting anything. So, um, you know, stay tuned, but I'm not interested in stacking forward lines here. Yeah, I think the the minimum salary punt defenseman Jake Bean in play as well. I mean, it is a bit chasey. Like he scored, he had five shots, two blocks last game, but his minutes went up to twenty. Um, they had him paired with Good Branson, who they're just going to play. So hmm. I think if that sticks and it's yeah, Provov, hey. Severson, Bean, Good Branson, like you could do worse at twenty five hundred. And you, as we're saying, you might need the salary. Um, I doubt he gets a look at the power play, but that wouldn't be that crazy. Um. Sure. So yep. just keep it in mind. Yep. 20 minute potential for a 2,500 guy is always, uh, always worth a mention. All right. Uh, next game, Nashville at Detroit, uh, far less interesting in my opinion, yes. uh, Detroit at home here. Uh, do you have a line for us? Uh, money line. I do. Um, Detroit at home. It, okay. It is minus minus one twenty. Detroit six and a half over under, and it's a dead uh, minus one ten either way on that six and a half. So, Slight favorite, high total, um, not as high as Toronto, which I guess I should just mention is a seven. Um, Toronto, pretty big favorites, minus 190 at the road. But yeah, so just a slight favorite. But yeah, I, I do think, I don't know. Does this game, it's kind of weird. It's like, does it really profile that well to be a crazy high-scoring game? Or am I, I, I didn't really think of that at first, but Vegas. No, I, I don't. I don't think seems so. To, um... yeah, Vegas thinks so. Yeah, the uh, six and a half nature is, is strange. I mean, especially if Soros and goal, like we would assume for Nashville, it's not like there's clear weaknesses defensively um, for, for either of these teams. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you know, if you're betting, if you're a betting man, maybe the under here is in play. Um, yeah. But yeah, uh, so talking through sort of what we saw uh, in the return on Wednesday, uh, starting with Nashville. Um, they scored a power play goal of Tommy Novak in place of uh, uh, Gus Nyquist. And it seems like that uh, that continued into their next power play opportunity. So my guess is we see that, though they had a they had a power play later in the same period where that was uh, not the case, where like Nyquist was back on it. So no clear indication of like what to expect going forward, but that's obviously a clear dent to someone like Gus Nyquist, who's a pretty thin play to begin with. Um, Tommy Novak, though, 4,100, just not seeing the minutes that I would want to take a shot on a guy like this. Again, it's not a matchup that I want to target. So uh, you add on to that, Yossi, Forsberg, O'Reilly, they're the main guys here. They're all just too expensive for me, and I don't really see anything of value that I'm uh, trying to invest in. So... Um, yeah, it, it looks like Sissons is keeping that power play one job, but yeah, it, it seems like it's just over there. Um, mm-hmm. so, you know, it's there if you want it, but it's not great. 
yeah um, you know what? it's fine it's it's not yeah. it's not great but it's fine i i will i will say it's not bad it's fine 3820 minute possibility sure um yeah right. i go ahead i i feel like i i do probably every i don't know third or fourth slate i i will put in yossi and forsberg and play around with it and i get that it, it does feel enticing on this slate um forsberg has been one of the most elite goal scorers in the league all season long. And it probably gets more forgotten about 7,700 does feel steep. Um, but they are the entire offense. Like you look at the rest of the team over the last 10, over the last five, like I don't think anyone actually has to be included other than them in a national stack. So if you're going that way, I do think you're getting ultra low ownership against a Detroit team that has been incredibly porous. So I could consider that, but that's about it in this game. And I just think there's better options at cheaper or similar prices that I just mm-hmm. mentioned in the last few games. So I don't know how I'm going to get back to it, but it does feel like a really, really low owned two man stack that, you know, could absolutely shatter this, the slate into smithereens. Yeah. Um, on the Detroit side, Patrick Kane is on a four game goal streak uh 6200 for that seems a bit low i mean it seems like he's basically interchangeable if the rank it at this point their power play um looks fairly similar like between those two guys dylan larkin 7800 has been a productive player i just think he's too expensive for uh you know i'm i'm a long-term uh seller in uh dylan larkin so like you know take take all that with a grain of salt but um i do have some interest in like kane one-offs because i do think he's just uh too cheap like he should be equal in salary to these two guys and he's just he's not so um yeah that that's somewhat interesting i can't in good conscience uh suggest any of these depth guys in detroit they're all too expensive and they all suck so uh ready to move on yeah uh New Jersey at Ottawa. This is the highest total of the night, I believe. It is a seven minus one ten. Um, yep, it is the highest total of the night. It is basically a pick'em. Actually, I was a little not that shocked. I guess uh, minus one fifteen on the Devils, minus one hundred five on the Senators. As I mentioned, Ottawa's been playing a lot better as of late. Uh, they didn't get the coach bump until now. It seems like it, it, it all all considered. I think the game is pretty fairly priced. Uh, most players, other than Jack Hughes, it, like it feels like they're pretty playable like you could in theory try to game stack this because as you mentioned to start the show you sort of went that route with ottawa toronto so why couldn't you do it here um i'm not sure how popular that'll be but i think that's the only way i'd attack this one is just saying this is the game of like this is it this is what you needed i don't care that you know the total is high and people might end up getting here themselves because i don't know how many people are going to game stack it and i could hear that argument and there's a few different ways to do it. So Ottawa did do a bit of a switcheroo on us. Is there anything you want to say first, though? Or do you want me to just dive into the lines? Uh, no, you you can go ahead. So, yeah, but we were pretty much certain it was going to be Brady, Stutzel, Giroux. And then right before puck drop, it was Norris, Giroux, Brady, Tarasenko, Stutzel, Batherson. Um, you know, Batherson, at Stutzel, he had two goals, I believe. Or, you know, they scored a bit, right? He had two goals? Yeah, he had two I, goals. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, so it's, you know, kind of spread the wealth a bit, as you mentioned, um, throughout those four goals, like other than Batherson, who truly did get there. Top power play remains the exact same as you'd expect with Brady, Norris, Stutzel, uh, Batherson, and then Sanderson. So there's ways you could do Ottawa um, and differently. And on a slate that feels, I don't know, if, you know, Josh Norris is just a really 
fair price. I'll just that that's kind of what I was trying to get to. Um, fifty three hundred seems too cheap. You know, I I I felt like such a genius for two percent on Josh Norris when on the first shift he had two block shots. I'm like, oh my god, uh, he's gonna get the blocks bonus. He's he's gonna Austin Matthews it. He's gonna have one goal on one shot with a blocks bonus and just you know, I mean, a fifty three hundred. That's that's a great score. Um, then he hits a crossbar later in the first period, and then I realized, oh yeah, this is how this ends. Um, I, I cursed Josh Norris out of his uh, you know insane goal run. Um, so yeah, he didn't get there, but it's totally fine to go back to that well. Clearly, you know, like you said, especially if he's alongside uh, Stutzla or sorry, Kachuk and Drew. Um, that is sort of the you know like that is the top line. So the minutes will come with that. There's really no. It's not a great matchup. It's not a game that I'm overly interested in targeting. Um, mm-hmm. But clearly, these two teams do have firepower, and it's pretty condensed. I mean, you know, even outside of Jack Hughes's price, like if you wanted to play two of like Luke Hughes and Brat, um, or like Toffoli, or honestly, even Nico Heischer, like these prices are all fair enough for the minutes they get um, and like just the roles that they have that I think you could game stack this. It's just not a high on my priority list. So I think I'll mostly dabbling in, you know, Norris one-offs um, if I have the money. And and honestly, that's about it. And, uh, you know, yep. Timo, it's nice nice to have you back, Timo. Hopefully he keeps this run going. Um, but 18 minutes last game, OT winner. You know, there's a chance he gets, you know, uh, he gets on a roll here at 5,100. Yeah. Um, so... Yeah, no, it it does like I I think that's like kind of the perfect way to put it. Like, there's a couple pieces here that's like that that's enticing at that price, and there's a good game environment, and people might look here for one offs, which is why I think I just go like I'm all the way in or out for some I don't know. And again, that might just be wrong, and I might end up not doing it. Like I I think I it's not my favorite way of building a lineup, but I do think if you're building you know a ton of lineups, it, it makes sense to try that. But yeah, I don't really have an, uh, all that much more to add other than I you know Luke Hughes is definitely. Um, you know, a really good option. I think I, you know, was sort of like, ah, is he, is he not? And you're like, no, dude, he's a good option. And I, I think that was just so objectively correct at his price that just hasn't really moved. Okay. Um, so we can move on. I, I to... no, I want to, I want to send one note, um, to, to a really important listener of this podcast. Um, Hey, future moods, you're going to listen to this and you're going to see, oh yeah, Alex Holtz is in the top six and he's 3,100. This can't possibly go wrong, can it? You're going to go on natural statric and you're going to go to uh, the New Jersey Devils five on five and you're going to sort and you're going to see, wow, Alex Holtz has more points or five on five points per 60 than Jack Hughes. This Holtz guy must be really good. The shots, he's third on the team behind Jack Hughes and Tyler Toffoli. That's really good usage. No, no. Don't do it. He's going to play 11 minutes. It does not matter who he's playing with, who they're playing against. It's not happening. It is never happening. He went down 300 overnight, and God damn it, I'm probably going to jam in Alex Holtz again and be really sad. All right, let's move on. Okay, yeah, good, good note. Um, I'm, I'm happy you had this moment. God, TikTok is just going to be thankful. Um, So Washington at the New York Islanders, Um, I believe it was Matt Barzal who called it an embarrassment, or he said something of the sort after they got absolutely spanked by the Pittsburgh Penguins on Wednesday they lost seven to nothing now uh Chris Letang broke the entire slate um I guess right I don't actually know if he was owned it, enough to break the slate but he was like two percent but yeah I mean just absolutely ludicrous um 
Yeah. Right. <laughs> I have no words, honestly. So I look at this game and I say, all right, uh, Washington's really good defensively. I, I'm not all that interested. Um, in the Islanders, uh, we talked about it last late. The prices are still just too high for me to jump. I will wait for them to fall. They did not hear. No, thank you. Good luck. If you want to play Anders Lee, feel free. He did come down 400. I get it. Whatever. Blah, blah, blah. Anything on the Islanders before we get over to what's really important here? Um, yeah, I mean, we have confirmation that Scott Mayfield's going to miss. So Noah Dobson remains locked into his very stable 27 minutes PK power play one. I mean, just insane role for him. Um, as long as Mayfield's out, he's an option even at elevated price tag. So um, that's basically all I have, though. I agree with you on the forwards. They're just a bit too expensive for my liking. Yeah, so we go over to Washington and, you know, we'll, we could double check tomorrow, make sure everything's 100% confirmed. But it is nearly definite. Max Batch Ready will be back. He skated with the normal lines. He definitely seems like that's going to be the case. Uh, he is still minimum salary. He was out there with Kuznetsov at five on five. Um, they moved McMichael up to the OV uh, Tom Wilson line. They moved Strom down to be with Mantha, and I don't know. Like it's it's a bit of a jumbled mess, honestly. But all of this to say, there is a minimum salary patch ready. There is a 3K Connor McMichael on the top line. There's value in this game, and I'm not afraid to go against the Islanders. You know, they're not my favorite matchup in the world, but I don't, you know, I definitely think if you're finding that kind of value, it's worth looking into. Um, Connor McMichael feels like a really good play when he gets the minutes, and I am a bit hesitant to jump on Max Pacioretty, but I think as we talked about, 2,500, you can make that risk. So what are your thoughts here? So... Yeah, the the patches thing is really interesting. Um, I, I honestly don't. I didn't look to see if we got power play units. I just saw that the lines were retweeted into my feed. Um, but the really the hard thing is I don't think I need both Pacioretty and McMichael like uncorrelated. Um, so like it's kind of you got to pick between the two. And my like I think we just got to keep playing Ovi until the dam breaks. Like he doesn't seem based on his on ice impacts and everything that he's all that different than prior years Ovi. Um, you know, like prior years Ovi was not that great, like territorially, it's always, you know, the finishing and it, there just is nothing in his profile. That's like, Hey, he's actually broken. Um, he's still shooting a bunch. Now he's not legendary anymore, but it's still an elite shot rate. He's 7,100. And I mean, so here we go. He's shooting 1.5% at 5-on-5 on the year. He has one 5-on-5 goal on 68 shots. In his career, the last time he shot sub-10% was in 2016. You know, like, it's been six, seven straight years of 12, 11, 14% shooting percentage. Like, you should expect that going forward. And at his rates, at in this matchup, like, it, it's all fine. There's nothing really bad here. But I found staggering on the power play. Well, I'm like, oh, you know, they're just getting frozen out. Like, Ovi's had his highest in, uh, involvement on the power play. Now, they've only had, what, 11 goals while he's been on the ice this season? But he has points on nine of them. He's shooting 4% on the power play. In his career, he's shot below 12% twice. And that was his two of his first four years of his career. Like, this dude is going to explode at some point. Like, there's no... 
like, yes, he's not the player he once was, but he's not priced like the player he once was. So, like, give me a cheap center in McMichael, who I absolutely adore, um, you know, just as a prospect and as a player. Like, I think he's great. Like, I'm really excited for for this matchup here. Um, it, was it Tom Wilson on his wing? I, I forgot in my excitement. Um, OV, McMichael, Wilson, Protoss, Stroh, Mantha, Patchready, Kuznetsov, Phillips, Ethan yep. Bear also skated. And then afterwards, uh, the coach, uh, Spencer Carberry, said that basically he wouldn't fully comment if they'd be playing tomorrow, either of them. But by the way, Ethan Bear is not on the slate, so it doesn't matter. Um, but said that there's some final checks they need to do before with doctors, and we'll see if we can get them out there. But expect them to be out there in one of the next two games. So that's for, you know, obviously McMichael, good enough. Not, you know, no, no, nothing there, but, um, and that's your, your main point. But keep an eye mm-hmm. on both of them, um, Ethan Bear. Not on the DraftKings slate. So DraftKings, your sponsor up for the show. Uh, you're listening right now, I'm sure. And get Ethan Bear in there because he was in the top four um, for their defense and had in the past been a useful offensive defenseman. Uh, yeah, sure. Um, so yeah, the, the first line of Washington is what I'm really interested in. Um, if that was, if that wasn't totally clear. So let's move over to Chicago at Dallas. Um, you know, Chicago brought the Winnipeg chalk storm in and shut them down. So not sure what to make of uh, Jason Robertson having a four game point streak coming in. And more importantly, having the sort of shot numbers that we were used to from Jason Robertson, um, just scrolling through his season long game logs. It looked like he shot bonus, like, I don't know, I'm counting five times before the start of December. And he's done that three times in his last four games. So like, it does seem like something's there for Jason Robertson. No idea if it's injury related or what. Um, but you know, if you are in, if you're a long-term Dallas one buyer, I would be early to this party um, because you know, odds are the prices won't last long if they're truly back. So you know, make that decision for yourself. Their underlyings are still fine, but like I've said earlier in the year, it's just that they've been so good defensively their percentages still look good. Like their offense has really cratered, um, but it just doesn't hurt the team because their defense is still really good. Um, and the slacks being picked up by Tyler Sagan, you know, Matt Duchesne, like these secondary pieces that are having really good seasons offensively. Um, so all that's to say, Dallas is going to be popular. They're too cheap for what they can be. It's just a matter of whether they're going to be that. So uh, what are your thoughts on, uh, you know, on that situation? Yeah, uh, Dallas is minus 355 home favorites to six over under minus 125 while we're in the neighborhood. Um, I mean, everything you said is very accurate and true. Shots are definitely getting back up there again. Um, th- this top line is good. You could, I st- I mean, Thomas Harley is up to 4,600, which is starting to get to a point of, uh, whoa, uh, sheesh. But man, that guy is awesome. So uh, I... I, I try, I think I'm, I, I don't know. I, part of me is wondering, like, do, do I just feel burned by last slate where I played against Chicago? Um, will others feel that way as well and, and fade it? I think I'm in on it enough to what like, it's definitely in my like strongest iteration set, Robertson, Pavelski and Rupe Hints, but I'm not, I just don't know like what, like, I don't know if you have to go all in on all of it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think you need to go like, like I think if you have, you're up to the fourth man in on the Dallas stack, you're, you're kind of going a little too far. Um, is that 
there. I, I like, can see. I mean, I can see leaving off like both Pavelski, you know, playing Kance Robertson or something. It, it's yeah. it's certainly something where we've seen in the past when they hit. Usually they all hit. So like, it just feels kind of silly to say like, oh well, you know, these underpriced pieces. I'm just gonna guess which one is going to, you know, have the relatively disappointing score. Like I. I it seems unnecessary as well because again their prices are too cheap um but like if you want to do something you know like uh i don't know like are you thinking jamie ben on the top power play like 3900 mm-hmm. like no. that's sort of where it's like I, you know i, I, I know I guess who the guys it, are like i just don't think dallas wants to play like, I, like again like we kind of talked about it earlier but like does dallas need to be brought along by Connor bedard being awesome like if Dallas one is going to nuke, does that have to happen? Like, or are they just going to get up no. and roll four lines? And no, well, again, just because I of mean, the pricing, like it's just yeah, the it's, it's a pricing. Low enough I mean, to, yeah, yeah, you're right. You can fit just, in high ceiling players with Dallas, even the first line of Dallas. Like you can <sighs> fit in really good players with them, so it doesn't like they don't need to put the slate away the way Matthews does. Just because of all yeah. the options that are not accessible to you once you play Matthews, like any one of 12 players, you just can't play them. And if they score, you know, like 10 less points than Matthews, they're still right in contention for winning. That's my main uh, bugaboo with Toronto. And, you know, we don't have a ton of value to, to, to lean on. So when you play Dallas, you still have a lot of good mid-tier players to, you know, like get you that upside, which is my uh, main reason i'm strongly considering dallas here despite being relatively uh short on dallas as a whole yeah no i i get it like okay all right um are you are you thinking are you thinking mirror high skin are you thinking it i mean 5400 no. you're not I, i'm i'm a long-term not never miro guys so you know that yeah you can't I, get me there yeah i i don't know I, I don't know what the cards are going to turn over at this point. I think there's going to be, you know, I'm probably going to narrow it down to four or five, you know, stacks that I'm into. I'm sure Dallas is going to be in that mix. And if it works nicely and fits in with what I want, then I'm going to, you know, I'm, I'm going to consider it. But I just, we could just move on. It's a really good play. There's really okay. nothing more to say. Um, I, I feel like I'm just trying to overthink it for some reason. Yeah. Any any interest in Conor Bedard? I mean, you know, I said, like, oh, I'm going to play Conor Bedard all the time. And guess what? I haven't played him. And he's been incredible. <laughs> Um, I did exactly. So. I mean, I did exactly what I said I liked yes. more, which was leave out Fat Mark and put in Bedard, and it was the right call. Except nothing got there on Winnipeg, so it didn't matter. Mm-hmm. Um, I could do it. Yeah, I mean, I'm just gonna okay. continuously play him at this price. Uh, I, you know, Felino was useless. He had a true zero, which twenty whatever, minutes. Twenty, 20 minutes. Yeah. I mean, I, you could go back to it. I mean, my point mainly is that you could go back. Korchinski, like, Korchinski, twenty four minutes. Um, yep. There's really cheap yep. pieces that play a lot if you want to try and hope that they lock their way into. That was my thing, stack. But yeah, um, yeah. You okay. wonder, uh, you wonder why I didn't cash. It was because I only had Bedard, <laughs> and everyone else yeah. sucked around him. And uh, that, yeah, that game was not what you needed. Which again, it's like, yeah, I don't know. Like, I feel like my brain is just it's too fixated on this one game sample size right now. Like, I need to just move on from this game and like think about it again tomorrow because I'm just like what happened last time was and it's like well it's a new game and it's it's totally different mm-hmm. and that should not happen again like felino gets a zero in 20 minutes with bedard not very often you know what i mean like if it, well, yep. when bedard smashes so let's just move yes. on no absolutely but, makes a ton of sense um colorado and st louis 
Um, yeah, uh, Colorado, yeah. the absolute epic meltdown against Arizona. Uh, I'm not sure if you saw the the tweet of the, the clip, basically, of the OT winner for Arizona, but it was the Colorado broadcasters. And it, it was awesome. I don't, I don't like, I don't quite agree with the people who are like, oh, like altitude sucks. Like, you know, they're homers like Jack Edwards. Like, I think they're homers. They're just, they're, they're not unlistenable. Like, I think they're generally, I think they're generally entertaining um, when they're being homers. And this was just an A plus 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 uh, call of the OT goal. Just, I mean, just the disbelief was incredible. But anyway, uh, Colorado certainly uh, stinging after that ot defeat uh i think they were up four nothing in the third period and blew it i could be wrong could have been like four to one or something um but you know so starting off like colorado uh does st louis interest you at all we're still looking at a very cheap jordan Cairo uh coming off a shot bonus didn't do much against dallas otherwise but you know uh still there still sub six thousand uh any interest against this colorado team that uh yeah, I mean, they did not show up in the later stages of that Arizona game. I mean, I I am definitely a, a long-term seller on the Blues this season where I feel like I, I would say on, on in the course of the season, I've stacked the most against the Blues. Um, sometimes my success, sometimes my dismay. This is really, really expensive. I, I do, I mean, I think, you know, in a vacuum, I absolutely love Colorado here, but will I end up eating every last morsel of my cap on this, you know, conceivably four-man stack of Nutushkin, Rantanen, McKinnon, and McCarr. Actually, I don't even know if you can afford it, like, with a goalie to get all four of them. Um, I don't think I'm going to end up there, but it's it's really, really good. Like, I don't really see any reason why it's bad. And the what I will certainly end up doing is just leaving off McKinnon and then hating my life because McKinnon is just going to, you know, kill me, of course. But, um I I would I think what I would do here is just leave off McKinnon and double check on Makar if how he's you know but I think I think it's just when he's playing he's a hundred percent um and just play like literally just play like Miko Makar and move on that's kind of my yeah. plan here. Um, Cam Makar's incredible. Like there's really no argument against him. Um, I'm just a little salty because uh, I had a sweat on saturday not a sweat i had like a cashing sweat which for me is a sweat these days and he neither bonuses and sandwiched around that game is multi multi-point double bonus like you know just just shoot me uh but 8200 is i think too cheap for kelnikar like he is uh the difference between him and like the top of defense i think is the same as the difference between matthews and like the other you know the larkin barkov tavares range um honestly maybe even greater of a difference like he's just so good and so reliable and such a just uh, i mean just such a difference maker on the ice that at any price i think he's okay i think he's absolutely underpriced here the question is whether you have to stack him with those higher end pieces which is a really tough puzzle for me to solve because you know i don't have play-by-play sims i don't you know do any of that stuff um, so that's sort of been what's scaring me. It's like, can I play a one-off Ranton and Nachushkin or McKinnon with Makar and just say like the full line doesn't get there, but these pieces do. I don't know, but they play together a ton. Uh, obviously the power play. Um, so it's expensive, but it's good. I, I'll probably wind up trying to build into it just because this like kind of sucks. Like, again, I said earlier, like there's really no, like there's no smash spots. 
And I think that this game, like strangely enough, both Colorado and St. Louis look okay. Um, yeah. So, you know, I'll try to see what a game stack looks like and, and see if I can live with it. But uh, certainly considering Kel McCarr in any format, you know, one-off stacks, whatever. Like, I just think he gets underplayed relative to his uh, teammates who are yeah. more allotted but less valuable from a DFS perspective. I, yeah, 100% agree all around on that. Right. Um, okay, that's really good. We'll keep it moving. I know you want to check your lineups. At, at, it's 940 now. Um, I already did. I got this, the so. nuts. I got the nuts. Oh, okay. Don't worry. Perfect. So you've already won the last slate. So you're, you know, you're max entering everything right now. And we can move over to the game of the night, Arizona, Anaheim. I mean, what more could you possibly want? Um, Arizona, like you're saying, coming off a massive win. Um, that come, I mean, it was four to nothing. And I, you know, I, I never really looked back at that game. Um, I was actually like driving at the time. I think, I think you, I think I called you and you like mentioned it to me. And I was like, wait, what happened? Pretty crazy stuff. Uh, big come from behind win. Jersey, four point night, easy, easy money. I'm sure he was uh, not owned at all at 50, whatever, 100. Correct. Um, Arizona's cheap. Let's just, you know what? I'm just going to start there. I mean, Jersey is probably, you know, overpriced, coming, even coming off of that massive game, but Arizona's all not all that expensive. Um, I've seen Kerfoot be somewhat popular. He had back to back goals before that Colorado game um, up on that top line. Uh, with Schmalz and Keller, we've continued to go after Michelli and not Mark Mancini, as you r- reminded me that that's nope. what I was thinking of. Nope, wrong, wrong. What? Mancari. Mancari, yeah. Mancari. <laughs> there, there, I knew there was R's somewhere in the vicinity. I just don't remember where sure, they are anymore. Yeah. Uh, but Michelli, um, yeah, there's pieces on Arizona that are that are in play here. Um do you have any favorites or anything you want to specifically mention on Arizona? Yeah, it's still just Michelli for me. Um, you know, I, I fundamentally believe Clayton Keller needs Barrett Eaton to be a quality fantasy player. It's, you know, continued. I've pulled up his numbers before with and without Hayton this year, and it's not any better. Um, you know, it's still dismal uh, offensively without Barrett Hayton. Um, yeah, like goals-wise, it is... Uh, let's see 2.05 with Hayton this year which by you know that's really low given a 2.9 expected this year um but without him it's 1.94 goals this year which is you know slightly below that mark and 1.9 expected goals like so much worse just it's just not good um so where I tried to go with that in my head was like well okay maybe this top line is targetable but that's not really the case it's just that nothing happens with them on the ice um and, and doubly so I looked at last game with Vegas in town and Adam Henrique in the third line like hard matched with Eichel for the most part so there wasn't really anything I could do to like uh galaxy brain myself into a cheap Anaheim line either um so generally speaking in Arizona, it's just Michelli for me. And that's really like, I need a 4k piece and I'm just comfortable with it. I don't think he's like a guy I'm starting my lineups with, um, you know, and just building around, but I do have interest in Anaheim because DraftKings is giving us another gift of, you know, Jamie Drysdale cut the price by 200, uh, following up a goal, three shots, three blocks, a 19 minutes power play one by being a 3,200 player on this slate. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm not sure what else there is to say. Uh, he's played three games uh, since returning from injury. He has six shot attempts per game. Um, you know, like he's coming off of a blocks bonus. He's getting 20 minutes. 
it's a good spot. Arizona's not that good. So like I'm not overly committed to like who I play him with, but I'm somewhat interested in, you know, following up the uh Trevor Zegras 3800, uh McTavish 5500. Like these guys just are really good players. Um and then you get Vetrano, Terry, Kalorn who are closer to their like should be salaries, but you know, there's probably value there, especially for betting on their centers and defensemen and Drysdale. So um, I really like Anaheim. I'm not fully sure where I want to go yet, though. Any thoughts on Anaheim? No, I, I like Anaheim too. Um, I I think I just continue to default to McTavish at 5,500, and I'm not really overthinking it that much. Like I think he is, is an incredibly prolific player that comes back from this injury and has been good, and they just are pricing him down. Um, yeah, he's been fine. I guess he hasn't been anything too crazy, uh, but the minutes are definitely there. The issue is stacking um and I, I do think you could just play him with Jamie drysdale and move on um i i get he's with vetrano and vetrano has really big upside and he's not in the first power play but 6300 just feels like a bit too much for a very very goal dependent guy that uh, yeah I, I just don't think it's necessary like i think you could just play mctavish drysdale and move on um it's easier to stack the second line or i, mean, I consider the second line in zegris terry and Kalorn because it's all power play one correlated but um, I just could go with the talent, I think, and, and roll with uh, McTavish and Drysdale. Okay. Um, yeah, let's get to the final game. Philly at, at Seattle. Um, mm. We're expecting... Yeah, we're expecting Philly to be rolling out their Tippett, Couturier, and Konechny line, uh, which, of course... Uh, has me and DJ quite excited. Um, Very nice. we will, we'll see if that lasts. You know, uh, going into Vancouver, we know that uh, Torts will blunder the lines at any minute. minute. Um, but assuming that holds, I'm obviously pretty interested. Connecting especially at 5,900 has been awesome. Um, I don't, I mean, we saw last year Connecting and Tippett do play well together. It's not like they're, you know, going to cannibalize each other's opportunities. Um, you know, and Couturier has been good. They get a cheap power play mate in Cam York, who also plays with them a lot at five on five. Um, you know, it's one of those things where I was kind of surprised to see it, but looking through the last, you know, well, last game where Tippett was a part of that first line, it was very clear. Um, but even Couturier connecting before that, they were playing more with Cam York than you would expect based on randomness. So, like, you know, anytime you get that power play correlation with that sweet, sweet five on five correlation, I'm in. Cam York uh, is a guy who we've talked about being super talented. He's now adding blocks to his game. Um, so, yeah, it all makes a ton of sense. That's really all I'm interested, though, in Philly. So I'll let you talk about whatever the hell else you want in this game. Uh, I don't plan on playing this game, to be honest. Um, I, I There's, like you're saying, I think, but, but I, yeah, I, I'd say value enough in Philly, and I think it's fine. Um, Seattle, I'll just kind of mention the, the cliff notes here. Burakovsky was back on one of the lines in practice, so it's possible. Um, Schwartz as well practice, but doesn't sound like he's ready to go. So, you know, uh, Burk, not Burkstra, Burakovsky also wasn't on one of the power plays, so he definitely feels a bit up in the air. Uh, still Tatar, Beneers, Eberle as a top line. Um, Tatar was on a power play, whatever. But I think if you're playing Seattle, which again, I think you're probably wrong, um, you're just going through the done power play. And I think Vince done is overpriced at 4700 all considered and i don't have a ton of interest here but if you're absolutely dead 
and you're down to Arizona, Anaheim, Philly, or Seattle, like you don't even probably need to swap to Seattle because I doubt many people are actually playing anything else. So uh, yeah, just probably don't play Seattle. Yeah. Um, makes sense. I, I literally don't have anything to add. Like Seattle's just not fun there. Uh, no. The long live the Tolvanen days. They're they're over though. So like you know. Um, yeah, it's like what what does it look like? Like a, like like what, how did like a Seattle wins the slate? Like what does it even look like? And I I just feel like I just don't I can't even conceptualize against I, Philly. I think the slate is just garbage. I think yeah, like Bjorkstrand like, hat trick. Like I feel like it has to be something like that. It's I like, feel like it's like oh Alex Wenberg scores a shorthanded goal. Uh, hits the blocks bonus, has two shots, and also picked up a power play assist or something. Yeah, and he's, like, you know, yeah, he's playing know. on the power play and five on five with McCann. So I feel like, yeah, it's like I feel like you could almost like you're you're piecing pieces together. It just seems so unnecessary. I, I just yeah, no interest myself. Yeah. But yeah, I just I, I uh, we could just get to our top stacks guarantee goals and get out of here. I've named. I feel like this this was uh, I was more optimistic on this podcast than last time. I feel like I like a lot of stacks this time and this slate is kind of like you're saying like you started off i think it's kind of garbage and i'm like yeah but i kind of really like a few things here so um you know what? i'll just lead it off then uh i think when the cards turn over i will nearly definitely have the, the truck for hagey uh, montour stack so i will i will lock that in for my first one florida two if you will okay um let's go uh mcmichael ovechkin tom wilson hey it's it's, um, it's a washington slate um yeah i mean it's the, the dam's gonna break it didn't happen last slate when i guaranteed goal Ovi. um but you know it's happening sooner than later and let's just keep doing it while he's 7100 um I'm, I'm in yeah no that's really good i mean i i feel like what fits well with what i'm building is actually dallas here like that fits a lot better, but I might just for the sake of not doing Dallas, I'll do the Toronto two I talked about, um, which is just Nylander, Tavares, um, Bertuzzi would be the third winger, and I, I honestly don't even think it, I don't think you, you you know you're not wrong if you do Bertuzzi at thirty seven hundred like he could definitely get dragged along at that price um, if they're breaking the slate so I'll do that but Morgan Riley makes just as much sense if not more it's just really expensive I'm not sure if I'm gonna just fit him in there. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, that's fine. Morgan Riley's underlines are still very stellar. Um, so, you know, whatever. Um, yeah, he's, he's a bit more expensive, which is, is meaningful. You know, he's, he's 200 more than last slate. That slow creep will get you sometimes. All right. Uh, final stack, you know, uh, let's try, let's try Colorado. Uh, let's, uh, how do I want to do this with, um, you know, so so Cal McCarr is going to be a part of it. Um, I I really want to say like, oh my god, twenty seven hundred Ryan Johansson. Um, you know, now that Colton didn't play, like, I mean, I imagine uh, Johansson would be power play one in that instance. Let's just pretend. Let's just let's just say maybe they even break up that top line and go. Don't go McKinnon, Ranson, and Nachushkin. Um, let's just see a world where Ryan Johansson gets a stupid power play goal because he's stupid. Um, and then just whoever's his line mate gets there with him. So let's call it Ranson and uh, Johansson and McCarr. You you just simply can't play the four men or even three of the top end guys without really sacrificing. And I think now that Johansson's 2,700, it's somewhat defensible. 
Like it's terrible, but there's not that much value on this slate that I'm worried about burying me. So maybe I can even eat in zero and still win. Like the people who won of Sidney Crosby on Wednesday night. How about that? Um, oh yeah, he had, he had a zero, right? Like a, a dead zero. Yep, dead zero. I did believe that to be the case, which is funny because I think the guy that won the forty had him right. I thought I, I, the he winner of the fifteen. It. The winner of the 15 had Sid. Like, I mean, he yeah. won 20K with Sid. So, yeah, I'm guessing yeah. the 42. Yeah, I mean, um, same person. Um, all right. So, lastly, we had OV miss, Raquel hit, Kempe hit, Zegris miss. Um, so, we were two for four, which definitely, if you played all four of them, was very profitable. If you just individually did it like a smart person and then put them all together like I did, um, we can do it again, run it back. Uh, you know, we're, we're guaranteeing these goals, whether they all hit or not, they're guaranteed. So they should hit, uh, being guarantees and all. Do you have any to start? Um, Yeah, I, I have not sketched out where this leaves me, but let's go with Patrick Kane. 6,200. Okay. I said he's probably like, he should be the same price as his line mates. He's 6,200. Goals in fourth straight. Uh, unassuming matchup against Nashville. So give me Patrick. Patrick O. Kinahan. Um, I right. will go with. Oh uh, boy, I'll go. You know what? Let's try to get a little bit different. I'll deal with Norris. I'll do. I'll go. I'll go right in the mid range. Um, I'll go with Josh Norris. I feel like we've done him somewhat recently, but he will once again be a good a good pick here. I think. Just his power play. But what was it again? The stat you had about his power play point. I don't know if you still have it. Um, I mean, it could have changed from last late or whatever, but like it was pretty otherworldly how involved he is on that power play. And the, like, yes, the thing I think it was he had points on like 10 of 11 power play goals that he was on the ice for this year or something. Like, not Stutzla, you know, obviously not Kachuk, but like, you know, not the guy who would expect to be getting all the points. Like, it was actually Josh Norris getting all the points on the power play. Yeah. So, you know, wires on home doesn't hit the crossbar this time. Good, good for you, Josh. All right. Um, gosh, yeah. See, forty eight hundred left for me. Uh, not the most appetizing range, gotta say. Um, so I'm gonna dip down a bit pricing wise and just grab uh, Trevor Zegras. Thirty eight. Oh wow! Run but, it back with Zegras. I love to hear it. Yep. So let's just just do that. Um, played well in his yeah. two games since returning from no, injury. For sure. So. I mean, like, uh, I, I know it's not, I, I I don't have the number in front of me, but it just feels like every game Zegers has been in, Anaheim has just been such a better team. Like, I don't know what else, like, like I maybe it's just the fact that Troy Terry can't carry a line at all, like, without Zegers being important and good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't, I, you know, whatever you want to call be. it, but uh, that does seem intriguing. I I am a little bit mad because I was definitely about to say Macy McTavish, but that's okay. Because <laughs> uh, I also have Jordan Kyrie right here, yep. and, and I have that's... no problem. Very, very good. Yeah. Uh, All right. He is Um, very good. So Kane, Zegras, Norris, Kairou. Okay. Here's one. Uh, So shout out to DraftKings for saving me from tilt entering the late slate. They have uh, three games at 10 o'clock on on Thursday night. Um, You know, two at 10, one at 10.30. The 10.30 Edmonton game was not on the two-game slate. So, you know, I was like, huh, that's weird. And uh, didn't join it. So shout out to DraftKings for keeping me uh, somewhat more uh, moneyful. What, what's the word? Uh, keeping some Bountiful. money in my account. 
Yeah, I don't know what okay. the word is, but whatever. Right. Shout out for that. A very weird thing. I don't know if that's intentional or not, but keep an eye out for future late slates, I guess. All right. Uh, anything else, DJ, you want to talk about before we close out the show? Uh, no. Uh, I guess have a good New Year's. I don't think while well, you're talking before then and on uh, New Year's Day, um, enjoy the Winter Classic. Like, kind of feels like it's not getting any buzz anymore in the outdoor games and all that. But uh, I like the Seattle jerseys that looks cool. I'm definitely planning on watching and eh, whatever. Um, that's that's about all. Okay. Uh, so the podcast is at Morning Skate Pod on Twitter. I am at Fake Moods. DJ's at DJ underscore Mitchell 94. Uh, I am on TikTok at DFS Moods. Um, you know, DJ, you reference it there. Uh, but I am trying to take a clip from the show and put it up there. So, you know, just, just a little something to uh, further the engagement and whatnot. And um, shout out to DraftKings for sponsoring this show in an official capacity. That'll do it from us. Uh, I guess, yeah, we'll talk to you again in 2024. So from Doug, from DJ, from myself, have a good rest of the season rest of the calendar year everybody and we will see ya